Mr. Pop. The views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. Hello, welcome to the Combat Sports Show. This is our first show for December, and it was a very, very big weekend in MMA. We had the Ultimate Fighter finale, we had Bellator and UFC 218. It was just huge, tons of fights. There were some classic, absolute classic fights over the weekend. So, we will jump right into it. Jason, how you doing, buddy? I'm all right, bud. It was a great weekend for me. It was a very nice weekend. Tons of MMA, lots of shit going on. Um, nothing like nothing crazy, you know, for MMA. There wasn't too much crazy stuff going on, but there were some good fights, really, really good fights, fun to watch. The finale, we got to see a brand-new champ crowned, first time ever a flyweight women's champion in the UFC. It was a solid weekend for MMA. Well, as everyone, you know, probably everyone doesn't know, it was my birthday this weekend, and it was kind of a little crazy. (laughs) Nothing you would not expect, but I actually caught up with you in age. You turned 42 a couple weeks ago. Now I'm the same age as you are again. Yeah. We're close. We're pretty close there. And I'm and and I'm I'm good I'm more good looking than you are. Very, very debatable. Um <laughs> if you mean good looking in, in the ugly way, but that's okay. Yeah, but I don't weigh as much as you do. You're a fat uh, uh, yeah. See, I, I am not hundred and forty pounds. That is that is very, very skinny. I don't remember when I was hundred and forty pounds. And that's what you Actually, I weighed myself the other day. I'm at 162, fucker. No way. Dude. Yeah. No way. Uh uh. You're too skinny. No way. Mm. I'm at 162, fucker. Nah. You got me by, what? You got me by 12 pounds. So that's not that much. much. Nope. Yeah. Well, no, you have me by 12 pounds. <laughs> I have you by 12 pounds. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to jump right into the Ultimate Fighter finale. And you didn't watch any of that? I know. Actually, I worked late Friday, and Saturday was my birthday, so I spent a lot of that with my kids. So, yeah, the weekend was kind of shot for me, but... But I did what? watch 218. Okay. Well, the finale, as you know, they were finishing the Ultimate Fighter 26. You know, a new champion will be crowned, whatever they call it. Um, it was a good It was a good season. The two coaches, Justin Gaethje and Eddie Alvarez, were fighting at 218. That was a big deal because that was a terrific fight. Um, and the big storyline going into the Ultimate Fighter finale was the actual on the show Nico Montano and Sajari Eubanks were supposed to fight. Well, as we all know, it kind of unfolded differently. Sajara actually didn't make weight, and Thursday 
she was taken to the hospital. She said she had kidney failure, um, trying to cut all that weight. And if you had watched the show, she was huge for 125. She was already cutting when she fought at 135. So she dropped 10 more pounds, was cutting a ton of weight, had to cut her hair off for the first fight to make weight. And this is just a huge lady, a big lady. We're talking not cyborg size, but she's a big lady cutting to 125. And it's not very, it's obviously not very healthy for her. So she was taken off, and Roxanne Mataferi, who fought her for a place in the finale, was actually put in her place. And she fought Nico Montano in the main event. And that was a very good fight. It was a solid decision for Nico, but a very, very good fight. Um, first fight was crazy. Jillian Robertson defeated Emily Whitmire by submission, but I was it was crazy. I was watching. I thought Emily was going to win. Emily had gotten her down, um, was going at her, and then all of a sudden she was in this arm bar, which the arm bar was like the move of the night. Everybody was throwing arm bars up. You wouldn't believe how many arm bars were going on. Um, what was there? One, two, three. Three arm bar submissions on the card. That's a lot. Remember the old school when like the arm bar was anything, the only thing anybody knew? Yeah. Yeah. But it was good, dude. It was a good. Um, Shayna Dobson, she beat Ariel back by knockout. That was a weird one because it was a good fight. It was fairly, fairly close. Pretty even. Shayna Dobson's good. Ariel Beck's strong. And Shayna hit her uh, like a body shot late round two. Ariel Beck did some kind of weird step, sidestep thing, and then boom, she was just down. That was it. They're like, what the hell? And, and she's out. Um, Rachel Osovich, she beat Karini Gavorkian submission by armbar round one. That was, that was just, it just started and it was over. Um, Ryan James beat Andrew Sanchez TKO. Uh, again, y- you know, that one was kind of, that was an okay fight. It was um, a little lackluster, actually, until the end. Um, Montana De La Rosa, she beat Christina Marks by armbar round one. And that was, that was a fun one because Christina, she was dominating. Even though it was only a couple of minutes, she was dominating that fight standing. And Montana couldn't get her down, couldn't get her down, was taking heavy shots. And then she just pulled guard, pulled this armbar guard, and Christina could not get out of it. It was a it was a good one though. That was a fun one. Because you know how <laughs> excuse me. You know when you're watching somebody, they're getting beat, they're getting beat, and then they just pull an armbar out their ass. That was cool. Fun. That was a good one to watch. And here's one you you're gonna be kinda surprised about. Uh, a local guy, Joe Soto. You know him? Yes, I do. Yeah, he fought. He actually Brett Jones. he trained actually out of our hometown. Yeah, very cool guy. I met him once um, up here, and very very nice. I really liked him. He fought. He fought for the bantamweight title not that long ago. You know, he fought T.J. Dillashaw for that title. Before Dillashaw lost it to Cruz, who then lost it, who then lost it, and so, so on and so forth. <clears throat> but anyway, Joe Soto's a good fighter, good all-around fighter, very, very solid. So he fought Brett Johns, and there was a submission 30 seconds in via calf slicer. 
now. What do you think about that? Well, that's one move you don't really hear from too much. No. I think I've only seen it by two or three times. So Joe as long Soto as you've been watching beat. UFC, you've only seen the cast swiper two or three times. As long as I've been watching MMA, yes, three, maybe three times. And I've never seen anybody tap out to it. So, but Joe Soto, do me a favor. Joe Soto tapped out well, to do it. Do me a favor. Um, yeah. Explain everyone what a calf swiper is. Slicer, not swiper. This isn't. This isn't fucking. Uh, oh shit! What's the name of that goddamn show? Ah, uh, what's the name of that show? It's got a swiper no on it, motherfucker. Fuck you, don't <laughs> Dora. This is Dora the Explorer, asshole. You got little kids. You know what Dora the Explorer is. Shut up. <laughs> All right, that's the best line of the night. All right. Yeah. So a a calf slicer. It is. It's basically Brett Johns and Joe Soto went down. Brett started going for a leg lock, but caught the leg. He caught Joe Soto's. He had a hold of his ankle. His legs almost like a figure four in reverse, but pulled yeah. Joe Soto's. He got Joe Soto's calf on top of his, basically his shin, pulled it straight into his groin, into Brett's groin, pulling Joe's calf by the foot, by the way. So Ouch. all the pressure, yeah, his, his calf is crushing against Brett John's shin. And crushing, I mean, in a bad way for Joe. I mean, imagine having a bat rammed against your, your calf and then your calf pulled by somebody straight into that bat as hard as they can. It's very, very painful. And Joe tapped out, which I totally – I mean, it's very, very hard for us to imagine the kind of pain he was in. So I'm not looking down on anybody when I say it, it's rare that people tap out. Just It's just the way it is. It's a very, very painful move. And I think it, it, it's, even though it's rare – it was very cool to see, even though I was sad to see Joe lose. Very cool move. I mean, we've, uh, but, we've tried to have Joe the, Soto on the show. And yeah. I, you know, I feel bad for Joe because he's, he's a local kid. He trains out of Santa Rosa. Mm-hmm. And, and, again, he's a very nice guy, too. I've never met him, but I'll take your word for that. But, um. That really sucked for, you know, for, for a homegrown guy. The next fight was kind of odd. Deanna Bennett versus Melinda Fabian. Now, in round one, Deanna controlled a lot of round one until, like, you know, the last 10 seconds or so. Melinda caught her with a really big high kick. And if you watch the show, that's how Deanna lost to Sajar Eubank, the high kick in the head. She was out cold. Same thing here. She goes down, and Big John was the referee. Well, after she went down, the round was over. So there's nothing Melinda could do. Big John's just standing there over Deanna Bennett, who's out on the ground. She kind of gets up. You can see her talking, falling over, kind of gets up, kind of stumbles, and walks back to her, her corner. Big John says, oh, I just wanted to see you get up. So I don't really know what he was doing. To me, Big John seems to be getting worse and worse. Um, she made it to her corner, came out for round two, uh, 
you know, Deanna realized, hey, man, I don't want to stand with this girl anymore. So she went for a takedown for two rounds. Deanna tried for a takedown, never quite got the takedown, held her against the fence for basically two rounds. She caught a couple of punches near the end of round two. Um, It got a little bit stale only because Deanna couldn't take her down, but Melinda couldn't get off the fence. So it was a stalemate. Um, You never know how that's going to go, how the judges are going to see it. It was actually sort of draw because Melinda lost the point in round two for grabbing the fence for not going down. She was about to go down and grab the fence, full-on grab. And Big John didn't warn her anything, just took a point, which I thought you had to warn him, but I think since it was so agarious, I think I just messed that word up. I sound like Jason now. I would say because it was so obvious. There we go. That's an easier word for somebody like me. Um, A fence grab. They just said, hey, man, we're taking a point. And, again, these women were very, very evenly matched. Melinda was obviously better striking. Deanna did not want to get hit again and was going to take her down. Couldn't quite get her down, but Melinda could not quite get her off. Um, I would say they were were pretty evenly matched strength-wise. So that was a majority draw. Again, another thing we don't see much of. I mean, when's the last majority draw you saw? Oh, I can't even remember the last majority draw I saw. Mm-hmm. Very rare. Um, Gerald, Gerald, sorry, Gerald. Shit, Mershart. <laughs> That's a terrible last name. He beat Eric Spicely by body kick. Um, now this was a good one, okay. Now, I told you Roxanne Modafferi had to jump in for Sajara, right? Right. So, Roxanne Modafferi was going to fight Barb Honchek. Barb was considered the best 125-pounder. She was the Invicta champion. Um, She just stopped fighting for some reason. Hasn't ever really explained it. And Invicta kind of moved on without her. Stripped her of the belt and whatnot. So, Roxanne was going to rematch Barb Honchek. Roxanne was jacked for it. She really wanted to rematch her, see where she stood. Um, Both of them lost in the finals of Ultimate Fighter. So they're ready to go. All of a sudden, Barb gets pulled. In steps Lauren Murphy, the villain of the show. Lauren was on standby just in case somebody didn't make weight. Lauren had said, hey, I don't think Sajara is going to make weight. She's too big. Everything turned out right. Lauren Murphy for First, Barb Honchek. Great fight. Split decision. Um, Lauren Murphy was on like a four-fight losing streak. Lauren Murphy beat Barb Honchek. Two in a row for Barb Whoa. has gone down. Yeah. Good fight, too. Now, when I say a split decision, Jason, it was a true split decision. That literally could have gone either way. Both women did very, very good at certain times. And... Honestly, either one could have had the win. I, I you know, I was kind of leaning Laura, Lauren Murphy, and it was very good. Very good fight. So, that was, a, you know, you know what I'm saying. That was a good one to watch. Um, Sean O'Malley, winner of the Dana White Contender Series, he fought Terry and Ware. Um, eh. Sean O'Malley just goes, goes, goes. You know, he doesn't really have any defense. 
So it's only going to last so long for him. Um, you know, good slugfest, but it wasn't a great. There was not really much technique in that fight. Then we got to the finals. Roxanne Modafferi versus Nico. Man, that was that was a tough fight, you know. Roxanne, this is the one thing they did make mention of. Roxanne really only trained three-round fights and got let know the day before she was in a five-rounder. That's pretty tough to do, don't you think? No, that is tough. You know, that is when – you, when you go in to train for a three-round fight and find out you're in a five-round fight – The day of. Asking to fight an extra 10 minutes. Now, yeah. you, a lot of people don't think, okay, what's 10 minutes? But two more five-round, uh, five-minute rounds, that's huge. It, it's a lot, man. I, I'll tell you what. Um, I, when I was boxing, those are three-minute rounds, and we were only sparring, so they were two-minute rounds. If I'd have been told I had three more minutes plus another round, I, I probably would have passed out right then. I mean, so you're taking, you know, a standard fight that goes three five-minute rounds and shoved yeah. into a fight that five five-minute rounds. You're talking an extra ten minutes in the octagon. That's huge. That yeah. you did not train. Exactly. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to think about that. Well, it was a good fight. I'll tell you that. It was um, it it was very good. Um, now during the show, Daniel or Eddie Alvarez had actually Lauren Murphy left his team. I think we talked about this last week or the week before. Lauren Murphy left Eddie Alvarez's team, and that was the only time I wasn't really thrilled with Eddie. He he. Jumped her shit. Hey, everybody, fucking Laura or whatever he called her is leaving. She's quitting. And she's like, that's not my fucking name because he called her the wrong name. Well, during the Ultimate Fighter finale, Cormier did it to her too. He called her by the wrong name. Now, I didn't catch what happened, but he was apologizing at the end of the show, and he apologized on Twitter. So I got to go back and see what happened. But kind of kind of weird, huh? No, it is really weird. Um, Cormier said he truly didn't mean to, and I kind of believe him, even though I still think he's kind of a punk. So I think it was an accident, but I feel kind of bad for her. But Lauren Murphy sure came out a big winner of the show. She lost in her first fight, but then comes out and beats one of the best ever in that division. Pretty, uh, Pretty cool, I thought. That is cool. Yeah. So, we're going to skip Bellator, and we're going to leave Bellator till the end. Now, we got UFC 218. You saw the whole card. What? Give us your impression. I saw the whole card. So, I did not catch all the prelims, but I did catch uh-huh. the last fight. So, you missed Felice Herrick. 
I did. The fight we talked like half an hour about last week. You missed that fight. I missed that fight. I was actually out working, and I did not record it, so I missed that fight. Okay, great fight. Um, split decision. Felice, I thought, clearly won two rounds. I didn't see where it was a split. But uh, very, very good fight. They got a little heated in the middle of it and flipped each other off, and the, uh, the broadcast actually blanked out for a while. Um, Felice won, though. She's four four in a row now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did catch. I did catch the prelim fight. I didn't record it. I did catch what I want to say was, and I will give it a vote if I had a vote, the fight of the year. Mm-hmm. Which was? But before, but before we run into that fight, why don't you run down the the uh, the rest of the undercard on that. Well, the fight passed prelims. Um, I started late, so I caught the very last one. I know there was a bit of a controversy in the Abdul Razak Al-Hassan versus Sabah Homasi. Um, I believe it was stopped a little bit early. They said there's already a rematch scheduled. Um, Justin Willis, he beat Alan Crowder. Dominic Reyes defeated Jeremy Kimball. Uh, rear naked choke and knockout. Uh, I I caught all of the Amanda Bobby Cooper versus Angela Magana fight. That was a little weird. Angela was coming in off uh, quite quite a long layoff, you know, uh, almost two years. She'd had like a blood disease. She was down in Puerto Rico training when the hurricane hit and stayed throughout yep. this whole thing. That's what she's been training. And her boxing was looking a lot better to where Amanda, who was the boxer, actually didn't stand with her. She took her down mid-round one and, and, and again in round two. She wouldn't stand up with her. Um, I don't know if Amanda or Angela's boxing was that great or Amanda just felt so much better on the ground with her. I'm not sure there because once Amanda took her down, she dominated, just completely dominated Angela Magana. And the, the big storyline is probably going to be the fact that Angela's boob popped out in the middle of the, the, the first round, like completely popped out. And the ref actually stopped the fight and had her put it back in. That was a little unusual. I don't think I've ever seen that happen before, to be honest with you. Wow. Yeah. Um, Joe, it's kind of funny. Um, the crowd started cheering and Joe Rogan said, oh, they said something about the crowds actually cheering for that more so than the fight. And that was true. They they went nuts when that happened, but it was kind of a weird crowd in Detroit. I mean, well, listen, you know, you got women fighting. That kind of stuff's going to happen. You, you, you know, you think you could be a little mature about it. You know what I'm saying? It's just one of those things. But we are talking Detroit, Michigan. Yeah, that's the problem. Um, I mean, it's not it's not a huge deal. I don't think it's not like everybody nobody's ever seen one before. She's out there fighting; things happen. 
um, it was still, she was out there putting in a pretty solid effort. When the ref stopped it and told her to put it back in, first of all, like I said, I've never seen that before. Second of all, I thought that was pretty cool, the ref. He put them back in the same spot, let her, you know, get her get her stuff adjusted. I thought, hey, you know what, that's not bad. You know, I mean, obviously guys don't have to go through that. But women, hey, you know what, if it happens, get it back in there and let's go. I, I don't think that's a bad thing. What do you think? No. No, I don't think it's a bad thing as long as it's justified. Well, if your her boob was hanging out. And that's not justified. Get her covered her back up. Damn it, did you listen to me? That's what he did. He had he stopped the fight for a second, had her cover it up and then get started them right back in the same position. Then that yeah, that that's fine. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought that was a good way to handle it instead of just ignoring it. I mean, uh, you know. No, so go on. Tell us, uh, um, tell us about the undercard. Start with your the big fight of the night because that was that was a huge fight, the one you're talking about. Remember, yes, uh, Oliveras against um, Medeiros. Med- yeah. Now Oliveras' face was mincemeat. Yes. I thought he was going to go down in the first round. He kept fighting back and fighting back and ended up hurting his opponent. I'm like, are you kidding me? This guy's going to come back and win this thing. <laughs> After having he knocked his, him down nose time. So, his nose was yeah. so broke. He was bleeding like a stuck pig. How many times did he knock Yancey down after that, though? Oh, he knocked him down quite a few times. Yeah. And, but he kept coming back, and Madero's just kept fighting back. I mean, this, the fight was just, it was a, what you and I would call, this thing was a straight, utter beatdown. Yes. It was, this was a dogfight. Now, I hate to see, you know, Madero's did not go the distance. That did not matter. They both showed they had chin. They had takedown defense. I mean, the, the fight showed everything you wanted to see in an, in, in a, in a, in an MMA fight. It was very, very exciting. You did not know who was going to win this fight. No, that was I was totally surprised on that one. Showed up. This has to be the fight of the year. I have not seen a fight like this all year long. Yeah? If not, it's got to be the fight of the... It, that was the fight of the night. And that was on the undercard. I think there was now, two fight of the night. was pretty awesome itself. No, there was two of them. There was two fight of the night. They gave that one. And Eddie and Justin got fight of the night. No. Eddie and, Eddie and Justin didn't even hold a cake to this one, I think. Oh, yeah, that was a great fight. Oh, no, it was a great fight. But it, not, it did not hold a cake to that Madero's fight. A little bit, yeah, a little bit different. No, I'm talking about the action, um, bloodshed. 
you thought one guy was out, and next thing you know, wait a minute. The guy that you thought was out was coming back full force? Yeah. It, 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 it had everything you wanted in a great fight. I mean, when Madero's got his nose broke, and he was bleeding like a stuck pig, I've never had my nose broke, so I don't know what the way it feels, but... Oliveira. He fought... Oh, yeah, Oliveira. He fought back, and he fought back, and he's bleeding like a stuck pig. And he actually came back and won the round. He got his nose broken, I thought. But the action that fight showed was just amazing. Yeah, that was I mean, a pretty could, solid. But that was a serious brawl. That was what I would call a dog fight. Yeah. Now, of course, he gets beat, which is fine. But the the action, I mean, for an undercard fight, a fight you didn't even have to pay for, was actually a better fight than any of the fights that the main card even offered. And the main card was pretty awesome. It, it was the a main good card, fight. I mean... It was a good. It was sloppy though, Jason. I mean, it was two guys slugging it out, and, and there was no. Again, there was no technique involved. It was just, you know, basically they were sticking their chins out there and hitting each other. Um, I'm not saying it wasn't fun and all, but it, it wasn't. It wasn't Hagler Hearn. Wasn't anything no. with technique. It was. They were just well, winging everything. No. Well, you're talking MMA. We're not talking technical boxing here. Yeah, but there was not a whole lot of MMA in here. I mean, there was very few kicks in that fight. There was no ground fighting. There was a, a, I mean, very little ground fighting. It was just two guys just winging it and and winging punches. Uh, Not that that, again, not that it's not exciting and all, but it was a brawl. It wasn't a classic. I'm I'm just saying, I, I myself, I found Gasolin versus Weidman a much better fight. Because that actually had those guys were technical. They were punching, kicking, kneeing, elbows. There was a ton of ground fighting, good ground fighting, submissions, uh, reversals, transitions. There was no, I'm everything. Not, I'm not saying that fight wasn't awesome, but for just the standard MMA fan or a standard combat sports fan. Uh huh. I reminded me just of an old-fashioned Tyson punch-out. That's all that was. There was no technique yeah. involved. Not, not a lot. That was just, there, that was just a old-fashioned brawl. That was a street fight is what that was. What that fight brought was just like, who was going to stand up to who was going to end up standing at the end? Yeah. And I tell you what, both of them proved very much so. And I feel sorry for the next person that has to fight either one of those people. 
Well, they're going to need quite the break, both of them. Well, I mean, we just found out that Michael Bisbing just got, what was it, a 60-day suspension for medical. Yeah. That he should. From the fight, he shouldn't really have taken. So... But those those two guys actually just went toe to toe, and it was a war. And I love seeing a fight like that. No technique involved. It's just like I'm going to I'm going to fucking kill you. You're going to fucking kill me. And it's just who's going to be standing at the end? Wasn't that weird when he those went down? Oliveira went down kind of funny. He got hit. Kind of turned around, took a couple steps, and then just went down. He wasn't out though. He just went down, and it's like, like uh, I think Joe Rogan said, he he had just had enough. It wasn't like he was getting beat on. Um, he just turned turned around and went down. It's like I'm done. I mean, it was it was one of those fights that was it was just the way it ended. Yeah, it was very strange. But to get a fight like that on an undercard was awesome as shit. Yeah. How long? Now, what do we I always mean, say about been, these, Jason? But you, I mean, you and I always say the same thing. MMA, you've been watching MMA longer than I have. Yeah. How long has it been since you've actually seen a fight like that on an undercard? You know, that's, again, like I was saying, you and I always say this. On the undercards is where you're going to get the guys that are going to put a lot of effort out on the fight night cards, the the free TV ones, because they know this is their chance to get elevated. And they put a ton of effort out trying to get there. And these guys really did. I don't recall. I just can't recall a fight where both guys were getting knocked around so much that by round three, you, did, you, you just didn't know who was going to win because they were both they were both so close to finishing the fight so many times. I mean, the guy that had his face beat in could have won. The yeah. guy that beat his face in could have won at any round. Yeah. And it was... Tough it, fight. To me, it was... It was very, very exciting to watch. Yes. It, but can you agree? Have you seen a fight like this all year? And if you have, how many fights have you seen like this all year? There's been brawls like that, I'm sure. Um, they, I, I honestly think there's better fights. I really do. Uh, I, I'm not poo-pooing that one. I'm just saying, I think there's many, there's many, um, many examples. There's much more technical fights than that. N- neither one of those guys. I'm not putting them down. Those guys showed tremendous heart. Tremendous. Um, it, it was really not bad. It, it was exciting. Like you said, it was very, very exciting. Um, I can't tell you the last time I saw 
two guys put it all on the line like that, though. Again, maybe not the most technical thing you'll ever see, but you're not going to see a better display of heart in an MMA fight, I think, for a long time. I don't think so. That's why, I I mean, this is, like I said, an undercard fight, but I would have, I mean, if, if you and I could vote, Mm-hmm. I would have to say this has to be the fight of this has to be put into this into the discussion the fight of the year. Uh, when I watch a lot of we watch a lot of fighting between the yeah. two, whether it be boxing or MMA, it does not matter. I have not seen a that showed this much aggression and this much heart for, between two fighters all year. Uh, I agree it was fun and exciting. I definitely disagree there. I don't think it was fight of the year at all. Um, I know a lot of people would probably disagree with me there. I just, I don't see it. I see, uh, I see a great brawl, a very entertaining fight. I don't see fight of the year because I just don't think it was, it was just a slugfest. That's all it was. And I'm sure Dana White got a boner over it, man. Two guys standing there slugging it out. That makes him fucking get off. I I think that's great and all, whatever. I I don't think it's fight of the year by any means. Well, okay. Then, I mean, you and I disagree on that. So, yeah. If you had, if, if, if everything ended today, what would you say would be the fight of the year in your eyes? Very, very tough call. Um, there's been some great ones. I, I, I still, I, I'm falling back on Weidman Gaslam. That was one of the best fights that I'd ever seen. No, that was a great fight. Yeah. But to me, it didn't. That fight didn't show as much as this fight did. I think I just I completely disagree. I think it showed a lot more. It, it again, it showed everything. It showed every single facet of MMA: knees, elbows, punches. Uh, it showed grappling, the best, some of the highest level gra- grappling you're going to see. You know, very, very good wrestling that ended with great jujitsu. Um, man. That that to me was everything MMA. I but see that, and I completely agree with what you're saying there. But just to go on a just two people just hashing it out, bloodbath. That was probably yeah. one of the best fights I have, even in boxing. And I've watched a lot of boxing matches in my life, as well as you know. Mm-hmm. That was probably one of the best fights I've ever seen. Just, I'm not taking anything into consideration with the technical style, MMA or boxing or whatever. I'm just talking the, the excitement behind the fight. I mean, it might not it might not even show up in fight of the year, but that was the fight of the night. You have to agree with on that. 
It was one of two. Because that uh, fight oh, was amazing. It, it was good. I, I thought it was a great fight. I mean, it was exciting. It was everything you want. Um, so moving on. What did you think of that next yeah. fight? Charles Oliveira and Paul Felder. Oh. Well, that, that was, was nasty. That was, a fun, that was a nasty fight, but it was a fun fight to watch. Yeah. Now, and I was, was actually was, shocked on I was shocked on who actually won that fight. I cannot believe. Oh, not me. Felder I'm not shocked at all, man. Oliveira, he's got one win and four finish. He's been finished four times or three fin three times he's been finished in the last four fights. He's well, uh, yeah, but that he, was good. But that was the first time I ever saw Felder fight. Oh, Felder's really good. Oliveira's he to me is your typical front runner. If he's not winning the fight, he's looking for a way out. And you, you saw he took one elbow and tapped out. I mean, the ref missed it, and he got hit with a lot more. But he only took one elbow, and he's quick. He, he's a good fighter. He's got some very, very good skills. He's not like those previous two guys we were talking about. Those guys, they don't care what you do to them. They're going to try and win. He, if you hit him, He's just gonna. He's quitting. I just. I did not think Felder would finish him like that. Honestly, I. I didn't. I didn't either. I didn't. I thought there's no way he's gonna finish him on the ground. I figured Oliver is very, very good on the ground. He's got good submissions, really solid down there, and and on top of that, he's got pretty good takedowns. And I just. I thought he was gonna get a submission and. Man, he got crushed. I mean, he literally got crushed. No, I mean, I I cannot agree with you anymore. I just, like I said, I've never seen Felder really fight. So I didn't know really okay. what he was about. And yeah. the way he came about, I'm like, what? Where is this? Where is homeboy coming from? <laughs> that was just, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I was so shocked. <laughs> No, he's a good fighter. You know, Paul Felder's good. As you saw. So, well, let's move on to the next one. What did you think of that? Now, we talked about that one, too. We talked quite a bit about uh, Tisha Torres and Michelle Watterson. And I said, well, you know what? Michelle's coming up from 105. And she's she's already lost to Rose. And she's beat Angela Magana. And then she beat Paige in a very good fight, I thought. Mm-hmm. But Paige is pretty um, inexperienced at that level, you know. Um, I, I don't know, man. I, I, she didn't look like she belonged there at all, did she? Well... I wouldn't say she didn't look like she belonged. Michelle showed flashes that she was very good. Yeah, I guess I should say that. She did dominate round two. There were flashes in each round that she actually said, you know, she was saying that I belong here, but then, of course, Tisha took those flashes and just like, 
no, bitch, you just don't. You're not. You're not me. Yeah. So she now, dominated see, every round. Twenty-nine, twenty-eight, solid for Tisha. I saw round two. I don't understand how one judge could have given that round to Tisha. Um, Michelle was on top almost the whole round. She took her down and had, I think, four minutes and twenty, four and four minutes and thirty seconds of top control. It was ridiculous. She dominated round two. Didn't hurt her, well, but dominated. I had, I had Tisha round one and round three solid. Yeah. Ten nine, ten nine. So yeah. there you go. Twenty. We're, we're talking twenty eighteen. Now round two. One, yeah. Away from Tisha, I had it nine nine, but that still gives it a unanimous decision. Yeah, unanimous. You know, I just thought it was weird, but Tisha proved. You know what? She's a better fighter. And round one was fairly close. Wasn't – I thought Tisha won, but it wasn't super dominant. Round three was complete dominant by Tisha. Oh. I mean, she almost finished yeah. her. But, but round one was fairly close. Tisha won, I thought, but, but that was a fairly even round. But you know what? That does not that, – that fight – okay, Tisha dominated the fight. Yeah, but that did not say um, the karate hottie did not belong there. She belonged there. No, she put up a now, good fight. She really did. She did. Now, what do you think now is next? Now, who Felice Herrick has won four in a row. I thought. Remember last week, I said I thought she should get the winner of Torres versus Waterson. I'm not so sure now. I think no, she I'm not get either. Michelle. I would like to see Tisha versus Michelle, even though Michelle's on a two-fight losing streak, because Tisha Torres, and and we talked about this. You brought this up last week, and Tisha's already lost to Rose, but she's already beat Rose. And Tisha said it herself. Listen, there's a trilogy right there. This is a good one. Rose beat me by decision, took my undefeated record. I beat Rose by decision, took her undefeated record. We need a third fight. A five-round fight, and I think that's I think that makes so much sense now. Johanna, fuck Johanna. She just got knocked the fuck out in a minute, two minutes for Rose. Yeah. Tisa's already fought Rose for six rounds. Okay, get Johanna. Anybody that's good, make make fucking Johanna fight Felice. Make Johanna fight Jessica again. Just give her another fight besides the title fight. Make her earn that fucking title fight. Tisha's earned it, and I think Felice has earned a top. Five fighters, also. Um. Okay. So we all know Rose beat the brakes off Johanna. Yeah. Right. Um. Tisha Torres just beat Michelle Waterson, who was already on a losing streak. This is Michelle's lost two in a row now. Right. But Tisha Torres has already beat Rose. Mm-hmm. So yes. I might be wrong here And tell me if I am wrong Okay I think We need to go to a straight 
Okay, not a title fight. Police Herrig needs to fight Tisha Torres. Okay. And the winner of that fight gets Rose. Am I am I too far off of that? You know, I like that in that there's still we've got Jessica and Draj kind of floating around there too. So right now at the top I think the top of one fifteen, you got Tisha Torres right now. Um yep. you've got Jessica Andraj who just as you say, beat the brakes off Claudia, who needs to go down a little bit. Um, Johanna, who, who's ranked number one, but I, don't, I think she needs to, to get another fight. So let's just take Johanna. And I would like to see the rematch of Johanna and Jessica. Okay, they had a good five-round fight. Let them rematch. I would love to see Tisha versus Rose now. That leaves Felice kind of hanging out in the open. Do you think Felice should take Tisha now, or do you think Tisha should jump in and get that trilogy fight right now? Because you don't know how long Rose is going to be champion. I'm just saying, if I was the UFC, I would capitalize on that trilogy with Rose as the champion, put Tisha and Rose, and put them in the trilogy now, rather than wait. No, no, no. no. Take that now, because that's where the money fight is. We we know how the UFC works. You know what? The thing about this is, not only is it a money fight, because it is, but Tisha has earned the fight. She has earned it. You know that, and I know that. Everybody knows that. And plus the story, this is the fucking fight to make. Not saying Felice hasn't earned a fight either. I think it kind of sucks. I don't know where Felice, because you've got Felice, you've got Jessica, you've got Johanna, and possibly even Claudia. Claudia just got she just got dominated by Jessica, so I don't even know if Claudia's up there yet. But where does that leave Felice? Like, who do you see her taking on now? So let's do. I mean, okay. If if I would make if I would make these ranks, this is the way I would see it. Now, yeah. call me out if I'm wrong. Okay, so I want to see. Tisha Torres and Rose go at it. Mm-hmm. And then I want to see Felice Herrig and Johanna go at it. And the winner of those uh, you two know, go at it. Yeah. Now this is great, but therein lies what do we do with Jessica Andrade? She lost the decision to Johanna, but beat beat Claudia worse than anybody's ever beat her. Even even Johanna could barely get past Claudia. Jessica just crushed her. Where does that leave Jessica? This is a this is a great problem to have in this division. It really is. No, no got, it's a great problem to have. So where does that yes. leave Andrage? Yes. Unfortunately, unfortunately. She's gonna to have to go up against the karate hottie. Okay. And 
unfortunately, I, I don't want to see that happen, but she's, I don't know. It, it's, you've got a lot of great fighters right now in this division. And it sucks that Johanna had to be beat. But I, I love yeah. to see this. I, I, I love to see this crap happen. Where yeah, we all thought Johanna, no one can beat her. Rose went in and just demolished her in a minute and a half. Yep. But now you have, you know, um, Elise Herod. You have Tisha Torres. You have Jessica Andrade. I, I, I mean, literally, I don't know how you fit all these great fighters to go for a title shot. I would like I, to see, uh, you know who I would unless like you, Unless you just say, hey, Rose, take a couple months off. We're going to battle this out. And we are going to find, we are going to find you a competitor. Yeah. Take Rose out of the whole equation. And let these fighters go at it. And figure out who's the number one contender to go up against Rose. How does that sound? It sounds good. I mean, um, you know, go back to the WWE days. And we have a battle royale. (laughs) Well, don't forget. We've got kind of like like what they're doing, kind of like what they're doing in Bellator. They're having that whole heavyweight championship deal. Why not do that for this for this weight division? Because there's too many good fighters in this weight division just to say, no, you're going to get that title shot. There's too many good fighters out there. You've got Tisha Torres. You've got Blaze Herrig. Um, you've got a few different fighters that you just cannot just give a one person that title shot. Everyone yeah. deserves. But you know, they, you they, they, you have seen that. Well, we've got Carolina Kovalkovich. She's still there. She's back on the winning track, and you got Cynthia Calvallo, who's going to be taking on Carla Esparza. So those are two big names. The winner of Calvello and Esparza plus Kovalkovich, that's a big one right there. Um, Michelle yeah. is actually ranked above Felice. I think that's going to change when the rankings come out this week. But I, I just see – I would like to see Jessica take on Carolina and then Felice take on Johanna with Rose taking on Tisha. That's what I would like to see. What do you think of just like that ultimate battle royale type? Those, you can't ever go wrong. Think that Bellator is trying to do with the heavyweight division because you have a lot of great fighters that are right there. Yeah. And it's, I mean, if UFC would be smart. I mean, because Tisha Torres versus Rose, great fight, right? Yes. Yes. Elise Herrig 
versus Rose. Should be a great fight. Good fight. Um, but you've got a lot of these up-and-comers that deserve this certain type of division fight to get to this title fight. So why not mm-hmm. just say, hey, Rose, why don't you take a couple months off and let this whole thing play out, and we will get yeah. you a title fight. I, I would like it. I just I think the UFC is gonna they're gonna punk out and give Johanna a title shot because they want to. They like to have that lady as a champion. She's obnoxious. She's fucking annoying. She talks more than she should. Therefore, they're in love with her. So she's gonna be the face of the division until she gets the snot beat out of her too many times. Well. I, she, I don't think she's going to get the snot beat out of her too many times, but, but there's so many great fighters in this division. So many there great is, fighters. There is, and the fact about Johanna, we've talked about this, you know, she started off good, very good, then started getting knocked down, knocked down. She got, she's been knocked down in every one of her fights recently, and then she got knocked out by Rose. It's weird. It, it, it well, just seems to me like her chin is starting to really go. And if her chin goes, she's got nothing. No, she has nothing because she has no power. She's, and she's well, not a grappler. Let me rephrase. Let me let me rephrase that. She has power. She doesn't have knockdown power. Mm-hmm. And she we've has all out power. And we've seen this. Yeah. She has, she's been knocked down. Her chin is going away where her chin was her thing. Yep. She, but she does not have the power to knock you out. But she has enough energy and enough stamina to wear you out. Yes. How long has it been? All right, so, well, we can talk about this division all night. Just because, like we said, there's so much going on. But we do need to move on. So, okay. what did you think of Holloway versus Aldo, too? Oh, well, that fight was actually pretty epic in my eyes. Yeah. Just as you thought Holloway was going to just completely demolish Aldo. Mm-hmm. Here comes Aldo. Yeah. And I'm like, where is this coming from? Aldo's going to win this fight. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. Just, and then that, that fight had a lot of ebbs and flows <laughs> on both sides. It did. Yeah. You thought Aldo was going to win? Then Holloway came in. Oh, shit. Holloway's going to win this fight. Wait a minute. No, Aldo's coming back. But that fight was that fight was amazing to watch. Did you just, up until what happened, you did not know who was going to win this fight. No, it was a good fight. Back and forth, like you said. Um, Aldo did not look bad at all until they just started round three. Those guys just started letting it go. And this was a technical brawl. These guys were throwing yeah, straight. It, 
man, they were throwing good. They were throwing hard, but they were throwing technical. Um, I was like, I, I honestly, my picks for the fight for the night, not counting the undercard, I picked Tisha to win. Then I picked Justin, so I won one, lost one. Then I picked Henry Cejudo, which we skipped over that fight altogether, versus Sergio yeah. Pettis. So I got that one back. But I picked Alistair Overeem over Francis. That didn't. Well, that was about. Talk, wait. Let's talk about that, that fight real quick. We skipped yeah, over that, that fight. fight. Was real quick. We don't have. We don't have to say much about it because there wasn't much to say. Francis hit him with one punch. He was out cold. One punch. But we all know that was going to happen because he's Alistair Overeem is not on drugs no more. His yep. chin is going to shit. And it wasn't even that good when he was on the juice. No, but really, I mean, if you look at that punch, that punch was not that good. Oh, no, that was a nasty punch. Yeah, it was. Well, it, it was a nasty punch, but it should not have put him nine-nine. <laughs> I think, yeah, he was out. He was completely out cold for one, but for two, that follow-up hammer fist was thoroughly unnecessary. No, that was unnecessary. I'm just talking about the punch that put him snoring before he hit the canvas. He that was, was a massive left him. hook. Well, a left uppercut. That thing was just—I mean, he, his fist almost hit the ground before he threw it. Come on. That was a that was as hard as he could hit a person. And Alistair didn't he probably doesn't even remember it. He was wow. So okay, a friend of mine, of course, he's a major, major Conor McGregor follower. He's Irish. Okay. Yeah. He thinks he would beat the brace off Holloway. He already, he already beat him. Um, Connor's already beat Holloway. That was quite a while ago, though. Holloway yeah. has since won 12 fights in a row. Um, I would love to see that would rematch. You, I was going to say, would you like to see this rematch? And if you now, would, the thing is, how do you see this fight going? I, I don't think it would be the same at all. Holloway, you know, that was 12 fights ago. And Holloway's beat 12 of the best guys in that division. Connor hasn't had 12 fights in the UFC, um, let alone fought 12 of the best featherweights in the world. He kind of got lucky. Not not that Connor's bad, but he got really lucky with who he fought. I mean, Dennis Seaver, you know, uh, a Chad Mendez that came on, on came in on two weeks' notice with a broken foot. You know what I'm saying? It's just. Connor kind of yep. got in the right place at the right time. Uh, again, not that he hasn't earned his title. I mean, he fucking knocked out Jose Aldo. He fucking knocked out Eddie Alvarez with fucking ease. Okay? That's amazing. But in the featherweight division, he kind of he kind of got lucky breaks almost almost every fight, you know? Now, now that we're on this discussion, there was a yeah. um, there was a discussion, and I heard this live, Dana White, mm-hmm. and he had a few discussions on a few different fighters, 
you know, one of them was he does not want to see Ronda Rousey come back. She has not announced her retirement. She's still getting drug tested by USADA. Yeah. But he does not want to see Ronda Rousey come back. And the only reason I say he's saying that is because Ronda Rousey is just not that good. He doesn't want to see Ronda Rousey get her brakes beat off. But he also You know, she's still pretty good. No, she's still pretty good. But he also said he doesn't see McConnell McGregor really fighting MMA again. Now, I, I don't know. His, now, with his with his, with Dana White's reasoning, I completely understand it. Conor McGregor's got a hundred million sitting in the bank right now. Why does he want to wake up and get his brains beat in when he's a hundred dollar when he's a hundred million dollar millionaire sitting in the, in the yeah. bank account right now? And he's making money, not fight, making more money not fighting than he is fighting. Now, coming from an MMA fan. We don't like Conor McGregor. I, I don't like him. You don't like him. No, is this I wouldn't hurt say the that. Sport if, is this going to hurt the sport if Conor McGregor does not step back in the ring? No, no, we'll move on. I, I wouldn't say I don't like him. I, I I don't like – most fans don't like when somebody comes in, wins a belt, and never defends it. That's not – Well, that's what I don't like. Yeah, I would like to see him defend the belt, but I understand – like Dana said, I mean, he's got so much money, it's gone. And I think Dana's just saying that to try and fire him up because Dana's real sneaky that way. But it's true. He maybe doesn't – his heart might not be in it. You know, he just had a kid. He's got more money than he knows what to do with as long as he's halfway intelligent, which I know he yeah. – we all know he is. Oh, um, no, he's intelligent. He's not going to blow oh, yeah. his money like a lot of these professional athletes do. Um. He just got done fighting one of the best fighters of our generation that we do. I don't like to admit that, but he is. He's undefeated. Yeah. Um, and, and Connor convinced the public to buy a fight, convinced everybody that he had a shot against Floyd Mayweather. Connor, who had no boxing experience, and you know, no, he, he had no reason to be in the ring with that guy. He convinced everybody that he should, and he got he made so much money by that. Um, it's hey, just crazy how good you know the salesman this guy. I watched that fight. Conor McGregor, he made a great showing in that fight. It's not like he got yeah. the break beat of his ass. No, just those last two rounds. Honestly, I had Conor McGregor winning that fight up until the no, last two or three rounds. No, no, no. I did. I mean, I mean, Floyd was just doing. You know, he changed his style up a little bit, but he forced he Floyd he forced Floyd into fighting a different fight than what he's used to fighting. He's used to running. Yeah. Floyd had to fight in the fight. That what do you think? Okay, we, we are running out on time. We got twenty, a little over 20 minutes left. Before we get to this weekend's fight, what do you think next for Francis? Do you think Francis Ngannou, do you think he earned a title fight with that knockout? Yes, I do. I, I, I really do. Uh, 
That okay. dude has got now, power. Now, Max Holloway, do you think he should try and go for a fight with, with Connor, or should he take on Frankie Edgar since Frankie was the one that was actually originally scheduled to fight him? Um, I'm up in the air on that one. I'm just um, whoever wants to come to bat with Holloway. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be completely okay with either way he goes. If he wants to go up against Edgar, that was supposed to be fighting him in this fight. That's fine. If he wants to wait out and fight Conor McGregor, I'm fine with that too. This all depends on who's going to fight him. Now, did Frankie Edgar really have an injury, or was he ducking? Frankie's Max never Holloway. he's never had an injury before, and he he will never duck anybody. So, I would think that was a a, a legitimate, hundred percent legitimate. Okay, okay. I'm just I mean I, I'm just throwing out all options here. So, you know, okay. I'm used to boxing guys. Where they, yeah. you know, a lot of these boxing guys want to, you know, they want to duck a lot of these good fighters to get a fight that, you know, is more to their more to their style, more to yeah. so they can get a win. Well, MMA is not MMA is it's not like that. No. So, now, here's my thing. The loser of the weekend, you would think it would be someone from the fight, this or that, right? Well, yeah. Okay. I think the biggest loser from the weekend is Ricardo Lamas. He was originally scheduled to take on Jose Aldo. Jose is obviously not what he once was. Ricardo probably would have beat him. That would have put Ricardo very, very high up on the featherweight ranking. Now he's got a different opponent that's going to mean nothing if he wins. It means nothing. Fortunately, he's the big loser of the weekend. He lost a huge opportunity. I think, I think it really sucked for him. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, expand on that. I mean, how was he? How did he really lose? I just explained it. He was but, gonna fight. He he really lost. He was gonna fight Jose Aldo, um, coming up at the card with Robbie Lawler and Rafael dos Anjos. Okay, that is yep. December sixteenth. So in a couple of weeks. Yep. He was scheduled to take on Jose Aldo. Uh, Frankie Edgar, Edgar pulls out. Jose Aldo slides in to face Matt. Jose has not looked very good in his last couple of fights. He's obviously no, we have declined. Not. So he's obviously declining. Um, Ricardo probably could have won that fight. That would have been the biggest win of his career, beating Jose Aldo. He lost out on that opportunity. He no longer fights a guy with any name value. And it, it sucks for That's why I'm saying he totally missed out on a big opportunity here. I mean, that's, yeah, okay. Now that you put it that way, okay, he does. 
Yeah. So, moving on now, we're looking at next weekend is going to be another. This I'm telling you, these next couple of weeks are huge, right? So we yep. have Friday night. On Saturday, we got one championship and UFC Fight Night 123 plus Fresno. I wish, wish, I wish I could be there. From Fresno. Then we got Bellator 190, and that's from Italy. Um, there's just a ton going on. So let's run down. But uh, yeah. we also have a dynamic card the night before fucking New Year's Eve. Yeah, but that's, that's too far away right now. We, let's just look at this coming weekend. Okay. So, Invicta 26, Invicta FC 26. Uh, Jennifer Maya versus Agneska. Uh, I'm not even going to try it, dude. I'm going to fuck it up. Agneska. <laughs> you want to do Leave it? Leave it at that. Leave it at okay. that. Okay. Gotcha. That's for the title. That's for the Invicta Strawweight Championship. Flyweight, I'm sorry. Flyweight title. I don't know why I'm saying strawweight all the time. I, I just get I get a little jumpy on that one. That's a great fight. Jennifer's my woman. I think she's the best right now. I really do. She's the best flyweight out there. She's going to retain. Mackenzie Dern has made her way to Invicta. She was fighting in LFA. She's 4-0. Very, very good jiu-jitsu fighter. I believe she actually beat Gabby, 500-pound Gabby Garcia, who's uh, Gabby Garcia dwarfs Cyborg. She's massive. If you haven't seen her, pull up a picture. This lady is just a muscle-bound ogre. And I don't mean ogre as in the ugly or, or gross way. I just mean she is, like, so big, it's ridiculous. Big, big woman. She fights uh, jiu-jitsu, and she's a transitioning in MMA. It's just, it's really hard for her to find fights because of her weight class. I believe she's up in 200-pound weight class, two-something. But, like, she couldn't even cut the 175, I don't think, if that makes any sense. That's how big she is. Well, so she's another Chris Cyborg? No, no, she's way bigger. Way bigger. But she's a jiu-jitsu fighter. Her MMA skills are very, very very, very poor. Her striking's horrible. I mean, I'm sure it's better than you or I, but not by much. So, um, are, you but saying, McKenzie, are, you say, are you saying you and I could go into this ring and beat the brakes off this woman? Oh, fuck no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just saying, when I watched, I've watched her too. She's fought in, in Japan. Okay. Because she can't get fights here in the U.S. There's nobody in her weight class. She fought a professional wrestler, a, a lady who wrestles in, in Impact Wrestling, with very, very little experience at all. That lady knocked her down, knocked Gabby, almost knocked her out. Well, Gabby came back and got the knockout. But she's just, well, her striking is very, very uncoordinated. She's And she's new to MMA, though, so it's not a big deal. She's a yeah, jiu-jitsu fighter. Yeah, you but, know, you're talking a guy that actually has boxed before and done sparring. Could you beat the brakes off this woman? Is that what you're saying? No. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, luckily, I boxed enough how hard it is, and I have a lot of respect for it. But I also noticed when... Well, you didn't like it either, did you? 
No, I loved it. I really did. Oh, no, no, you did not. You said you did not like getting punched. You did not like sparring. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, I said I was bad at it. I didn't say anything about me not liking it. I was very, very good at getting punched, to be honest. I was really good at getting hit. Because it didn't seem like no matter what I did, I could not avoid a punch. I, <laughs> I was terrible. At avoiding. It's like... I'm moving my head. I'm trying. Why is he still hitting me? And my coach said, because you're slow. Oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, he didn't come right out and say I was bad, but I, I, I caught the – he inferred that I was bad, I think. Right. <laughs> I just See, wasn't very good, I, I, I never, I never had the balls to jump in the ring with anybody. Fuck that noise. Nah. <laughs> no, it's actually – I'm not going to go in there great. and get punched for – I'm not get. I'm not gonna go in there and get punched just for fucking getting punched. Fuck that. No. No. Uh-uh. It, it's uh, I'm doing that. Yeah, it, it takes a different kind. It, it. It's not. It wasn't that bad. I mean, I make it sound a little worse than it was. I, I no, sparred, you know, and I had a really good time doing it. I felt great. Um, I was in tremendous shape. I, the. Well, the, the that's what cardio. I would, you know, that's what I would love ridiculous. to, you know. I need, you know, I would love to get in the shape. I don't want to get punched yeah. in the fucking head. No, you don't have to, uh, dude. If 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 you really want to get in shape, I would recommend to anybody to take boxing classes, because without the sparring, even without the sparring, you're going to get in tremendous shape. It's so hard, and so I mean, you're going three minutes with a minute rest, a minute rest. Well, and everything so, you do is hard and cardio wise. Well. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this out there right now. My New Year's resolution. This is gonna blow your brakes off. Is I'm gonna quit smoking. Wow. After how many years? You know better than anybody. Say almost thirty years. Yeah. November 31. See, we started. The last we cigarette we were I'm ever going to smoke again. We met when we were 14, right? 13, 14 years old. Whatever it was. You've been smoking since then. Yeah, I have. Wow. I just turned 42 over the weekend. Yeah. So do the math. So. 30 years? 30 years. January 1, no more smoking for me, and I'm going to quit drinking. And quit drinking? I have to for a while. Because you know me, I need to quit drinking if I'm going to quit smoking. (laughs) Yeah. It goes hand in Um, hand. It goes hand in hand. It does. It does for most people. Um, Yeah, and it does for me. I smoke more when I drink. So I need to... Basically, what I need to do is I need to be down there New Year's Eve to really, to really get the most out of the last time Jason's going to be drunk, right? Yeah. Yep. Pretty much. So you're telling me you want to see me drunk? Have, you... I I I'm having a hard time because you're telling me I'm no longer going to have my co-host drunk Jason. I I don't know what I'm going to do with sober Jason as a co-host. I'm just I'm well I. Well, I, well, 
well, you know what? I might have to fucking get drunk every Monday night <laughs> instead of every <laughs> night. So I might be able to get drunk once a week, but yeah. the rest of the week I'm not gonna drink. I have to stay. I have to stay drunk for the show because that's how everyone knows me. I'm Swiggy J. I just swig my beer and just I'm a stupid idiot when it comes Monday night. So. Yeah, I don't know that anybody's ever heard sober Jason on the air. Mm-mm. So, but no. Um, well, regardless so, of any of that, I would be very, hold very on. happy for you. Hold no, on. no, I'll be um, very, very happy yep. for you if you quit smoking. If if, if well, that is reason, your the, New Year's resolution, the only the only reason I'm doing this, uh huh, is. You know as well as I do what killed my father. Yes. That's the reason I'm doing it. And I want to be around for my children. The thing about that, though, I mean, not to get super far away from MMA, but this is life in general. My dad never smoked a cigarette in his life, and he still got lung cancer. Not one cigarette in his entire life. Yeah. You can smoke your whole life, you get lung cancer. You cannot smoke your whole life and get lung cancer. It's it's kind of but, a you know um I'm I'm going to I'm taking this as a life building experience and I'm doing it for myself I'm doing it for my children I think that's, and, a, that's a very noble thing and um it it's going to be very tough to do well, you're going to turn and into a little bitch for a while. Maybe, but if everyone knows what I'm doing and if I turn into a little bitch and if I'm a little ornery, everyone knows why. No, you're going to be a little bitch. Cold, I'm doing this cold turkey. I'm not doing patches. I'm not doing shit. I'm doing this cold fucking turkey. I'll tell you what. If you're really going to do that, I would recommend you've got a month. Almost one month right now. I would recommend tapering it off now to try and make it a little easier on yourself. Um, Say you smoke, do you smoke a pack a day? Two packs a day. Okay. I would try and limit that. Cut it in half within the next couple of weeks and then cut it a little bit more. Just take, if you're smoking one an hour, cut it to one every two hours. And then by the end of the month, it's going to be a lot easier for you. So, but this is what I'm shooting for. My New Year's resolution yeah. is I'm going to quit smoking. Okay, well, I got one person that wants to say good luck on that. Hold on one second. Hey. Right. Hey. That was Kayla. She said good luck on that, Jason. Thank you, sweetie. You're welcome. Um, no, that's a big deal, dude. Qu- quitting smoking. I mean, we all know, again, this is MMA show, but we talk about life in general sometimes. Yeah. Actually, we end up talking about life in general almost every show. So this yeah, is our right. life lesson of the week. You've known me for how long? You've known me probably any, you probably know me longer than anyone I've ever known. Yeah. And you, and you are like homegrown into my family. My mother, my father, and I'm the same way with yours, with Juanita and your dad and your mom. I mean, come on now. 
Yeah. It's uh, it, it's a, this is a big step for you, man. This is a big this deal. This is a big, and you you know that bigger than anyone. But I'm, I'm literally shocked right now. I have I made this decision earlier today, is I I want to quit smoking by New Year's Eve. Yeah. So I'm making. I would. It, I, I'll I'm tell smoking. you what. I'm I really think on our show yeah. that New Year's Eve, as of 11.59 that night, I'm done smoking. I'm done. <laughs> I, I really think tapering it off now is your best bet because if you're going two packs a day to zero, that's a huge, huge hit to the system. It's a huge shock. It, you're going to get sick. Um I really think you should start tapering them now. But you know how much I smoke. You know how much I smoke in my lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. At at one point, you were smoking as much as I was when I was a young kid. No, no. I I, Honestly, I've never been able to keep up with you. I I smoked a little bit for a few years. You were a smoker when we were younger. Yes. I think you drank more than I did, but then, of course, I went in the military, and I I built up my immune system, and then I came out, and I drank you under the table, which shocked the fuck out of you, especially when I was drinking straight shots of Jaeger for three hours. (laughs) Uh, Yes. But we basically have grown up together. Am I wrong? No. And I've been smoking probably as long as you've known me. Mm-hmm. I'm giving it up at the age of 42. I just turned 42 on Saturday, as everyone knows, December 2nd. Janu- December 31st? No more. This is this is very very good. Um, I, I think this. I'm is, again. It's going to be a rough couple of weeks, and it'll probably be a rough year. But if you stick to it, by the end of this year, this uh, 2018, you're going to feel so good. You're going to be in so much better shape, dude. So much healthier. Now, I'm not saying I'm not going to be a social smoker. Let's say I go out to a bar. Have a couple too much to drink, and I want to spark up a cigarette. But as long as as I stay off of them when I'm sober, and you know, and I can turn it just into a social smoker, I'm just a million bucks. Yeah. One or two every once in a while would be okay. It just depends on how hooked you are. If you can handle one or two every once in a while, that's great. I mean, dude, I'm a two-pack-a-day smoker. With as much as star nowadays, they're ele- that's $22 a day. I'm that by seven. Ooh. Think how much money I can save. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So, so what I would do but, if I were you 
is I would put that money that you were going to spend on cigarettes into the bank, and by the end of the year, you have all that money. I, yeah, that might that might take two months of rent. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's my New Year's resolution, and I'm calling that out. That is combat sports. That is that is eight thousand dollars a year. Right. Eight thousand dollars, Jason. That's what I said. Now you're talking. About. You're talking two packs, two eleven dollar packs of cigarettes a day. That's what cigarettes are nowadays. Yes, they're eleven bucks a pack. Okay, so that's eight grand. That is, you can literally. I mean, I'm I'm not kidding here, Jason. Six months. At six months, you have your rent paid for for the year. A year. A year. You you're only paying rent for six months. The money you were going to spend on cigarettes covers your rent my for the rent, rest of the year. Well, and let everyone know my rent is only eleven hundred a month. So that's how much money you're going to save. That's what my year resolution is. Is I want to be here for myself. I want to be here for my children. I've got two beautiful yeah. boys that I need to be here for. Yeah. And. Not only am I doing it for myself to better my health, is I want to see my two kids get married. I want to be a grandfather. And if that takes away, I mean, we all know my father. I'm like my dad. I drink too much, I smoke too much. Wasn't that my father's piece? Mm -hmm. You can answer that. Yes or no, Brian? No, he he drank and smoked um, every day that I know him. I've never my known dad, dad did not drink daily. And my dad died at the age of 64 years old. Mm-hmm. I want to live beyond that. I want to see my niece and nephew get married. That's Jeff's kid. I want kids get married. I want to be a grandfather. And a lot of people don't know on the show that I almost died two months ago. That's what's really kind of sparked this whole idea. And I need, I'm not, Brian, you and I are no spring chickens no more. (laughs) So I have to... I got to do something and starting, you know, smoking is the start of it. My new year's resolution. And I'm making this public on our airways. It's a good start, man. That's a good, that's a good thing. So, well, not a lot of people know. I do have a new girlfriend. She lives in Oregon. I want to say I love her, and hopefully she's having a good night. So I know we're running close on time, so what do you want to do, brother? I, I think we're we're doing pretty good. Um, kind of got sidetracked from the whole Invicta card. Right. Um, that's coming up again. That's coming up this Friday. So, 
what what is you know it is what it is. We we kind of ran out of time. There was a lot to cover this week, and we talked a little bit of life lessons, whatever. So we will get we will be covering in detail Invicta twenty six next week. A lot of a lot of ramifications here. You know, if Jennifer keeps the title, that's huge because you know it's just she's a great fighter, great flyweight. I think I think she is the number one flyweight out there right now. Um, I know the UFC just crowned a flyweight, but I think Jennifer's the the fighter. Um, we're gonna see Mackenzie Dern. She's got a, a stiff test ahead of her. Kalini Medeiros is no joke. She's very very good, very cool fighter. I really like her. Uh, Melina Dudieva and Vanessa Porto are going at it. Vanessa is a fucking beast. Um, that's gonna be a great fight. Amy Montenegro is going to be fighting Amber Brown and Tessa Simpson. Amber Brown's awesome. Um, Christina Freya, she's going to be fighting Karina Rodriguez. We know Christina. She's been on our show. Very, very good fighter. She's one and one in MMA. You know, she beat Rachel Ostevich, who just won um, on the Ultimate Fighter finale. She, Karina knocked her out, or Christina, sorry. She's fighting Karina Rodriguez. Um, Christina lost to Tiffany Timebomb. Bensoas, but that was a great fight. Very, very close. She kept it standing against the best kickboxer in the world at, at that weight class and, and more than handled herself well. Um, and we're going to see, you know, some newcomers like Invicta always brings up these younger younger fighters and, and brings them through the ranks. It's, it's going to be a good card. A lot of good MMA. You know, uh, Swanson versus Ortega, that's a great fight. Cub Swanson's probably going to be leaving the UFC after that fight. He's on the last fight of his contract, and he's been very, very vocal about this. He's like, listen, I want to go where they're going to pay me this, the kind of money that, that I'm worth right now. And the UFC is probably not going to do that. Cub, let, let him go to Bellator and make some real money. Um, he's a tremendous fighter. Can't wait to see that fight. But Ortega, that's a tough challenge. Undefeated, very, very good fighter. Going to be a great card there. So with that, we're going we're gonna to enjoy the weekend in MMA. Um, everybody's getting ready for Christmas, so we're kind of going to be winding down after next week. I think we'll take the Christmas week off and come back hard. Well, actually, I don't want to take that week off because UFC 219 is coming up right after that, and that's a big deal. Obviously, we're not going to be airing on Christmas Day, though, so we'll figure it out and let everybody know. And with that, uh, Jason, great to hear your New Year's resolution this early. Take care. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you later. See you next week.